You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The New York Yankees have played one baseball game since we last spoke, and they won it on a technicality. Six and ten, the road to redemption has begun, or has it? It kind of has. I'm not sure, but either way, it's good to get in the win column. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. In that review, we will be more than happy to answer it. Thomas Carinante, the curveball king himself, Charlie Morton, has been conquered somewhat. More so the Braves bullpen. The Yankees did not hit with runners in scoring position. One for eight in the game. Had the bases loaded, no outs in the eighth. Tie game with a chance to run away. They got two presents and won the game 3-1 anyway. Positives, takeaways. I was extremely relieved, but not happy. Absolutely not. You can't be happy. We will take it. We will take any win at this point. I don't care what it looks like, uh, but you do have to acknowledge that this was more of the Braves shooting themselves in the foot than it was the Yankees uh, digging deep from within and pulling out something that we have not seen before. Five hits. Once again, they were uh, scoreless through four innings, uh, only a couple hits, which is you could like we said, you could sim every game through four innings. It will be one or two nothing to the opponent. Uh, Gio Urshela, honestly, don't know where we would be if he doesn't hit that homer in the bottom of the fifth uh, to tie things up. Um, And then we'll get into the eighth inning and talk about all that. But uh, look, the weight has been lifted. The win and uh, the win helps snap the five game losing streak and kind of takes the pressure off these guys for the time being. But in no instant, in no real life scenario, does this mean things are turning around for the New York Yankees? Uh, maybe it's the start of we of us beginning to see some improvements, but this was more of the same, and it was more so the Braves blowing it to, to give us the win. And guess what? I'll take it and I'm still happy about it, but there's plenty of other things to talk about that we, that we need to, that we need to uh, settle here. 
Yeah, maybe it's the start. I know that other teams who are hoping that this terrible Yankees start is for real are pretty angry that the Yankees got a win in a game where they didn't really play great, got two gift runs in the eighth inning and managed to inch ahead. That's making other people uncomfortable. And so that's enough for me for now. Hopefully it gets them on the right track. Before we get too deep into this, though, this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining ridiculous and miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. And who doesn't need that during the supposed end of the pandemic? We're all trying to get beach bodies. This could help. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets, whatever your diet situation is. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. And we are offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. That's MINUTE15, earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Give Cacao Bliss a try. The Yankees gave winning a try in Tuesday's game. I think uh, the, I mean, we'll do positives first. It does feel good to do good. People do yeah. like to win baseball games. Uh, Charlie Morton is an enemy, a true enemy of the state who we somehow have managed to not sign. We, we could have signed him several times could over. We've never done it. Could have signed him again this year. Didn't do it. Could have signed him when he went from Houston to Tampa. Didn't do it. He has, tor- this is year five of him ripping our souls out through our bodies. We can't hit curveballs. Everybody knows it. Charlie Morton, all he throws is curveballs. The Yankees did a great job holding serve in his start. They almost knocked him out after five one-run innings, which I would have said would have been a win. Somehow they let him at like 90 pitches get through the sixth like a hot knife through butter. But he was great. He's always great. Jameson Tyone did everything he did and more. Jameson Tyone, outside of back-to-back doubles in the third inning, was fantastic. He was up in the, living up in the zone, Five innings, 80 pitches, could have gone one more. I couldn't believe Litke went over one inning. I don't know yeah. what, I mean, g- g- Lucas Litke been a very unlucky pitcher this year. Got through a scoreless inning against some some good Braves hitters and somehow came out for a second inning. My, my mind leaked through my ear and I was like, if that's what we're going to do when Jamison Tyone only goes five, we're doing two innings of Litke, then that's not good. But Tyone held serve. He looked awesome. And we're now at three Tyone starts and complain all you want. The indicators were even there in his bad start, but that's three starts, two good, one bad. Uh, I'll, I'll take it, especially in the buildup stage. I've seen a lot more from him than I've seen from Corey Kluber. And then the bullpen was amazing. And Aroldis Chapman has maybe been as good as he's ever been through the first three weeks of this season. Yeah, I can't can't discount any of that. Uh, I was nervous that they were going to waste another good start from JMO like they did in his debut. Uh, Yankees have been wasting good outings from starters all year. As we've seen, I know the rest of the rotation hasn't been great, but when they're getting a performance like this, it simply can't be tossed aside when you have the kind of offense that they do. Uh, I probably would have let JMO go out for the sixth. If I'm Aaron Boone, I am not Aaron Boone. Unfortunately, Uh, I thought it was a little bit crazy that he used uh, he at one point, there were four pitchers who came in in the span of two innings. I, I don't really like that. Um, 
but whatever. Got the win. DJ LeMahieu, two hits. Gio Urshela, two hits. Everybody else sucks. Uh, but those are the two guys who are keeping us afloat at this point. Gio provides good at bats when we need them. He's set us, he set us up against the Rays in the Rays series a few times uh, with, with key hits, but they couldn't get him home. DJ LeMahieu, although he's only batting 300, I know we're saying that as if he's underperforming. Uh, it is based on his standards, technically underperforming, but multi-hit game, score to run, definitely part of the win here. And guess what? The defense Got to give it to him. Talkman in left was good. Gardner in center was good. Mike Ford at first was good. So you tighten up the defense. You don't let the other team score some bullshit run that doesn't deserve that doesn't deserve to cross home plate. And it's a little bit of a different game. Then you can get away with an eight eighth inning, which let's go there. Load the bases with no outs. Clint Frazier, dinky pop up to second base out. Uh after that oh no no sorry he came up he came up runners were on second and third well he got a bouncer pass yes. bases loaded no outs bases loaded no Clint outs Frazier. yeah the power yeah. of clint frazier got yeah. a bouncer pass yes. the catcher and scored so a run. wild pitch scores a run so he's technically up again with runners on second and third no outs dinky pop up to second base um then uh we get I don't even remember what happens either way. Intentionally, let me let me do it for you. Yeah. Intentionally walk Giancarlo Stanton, which oh, that is was that, crazy, yeah. which is I crazy know. to do until you look up that Glaber Torres is three for his last 25 with the bases loaded. Yeah, I, I was surprised so, when they walked him. I know that they're going for the I know they're going for the double play. But if you look at the Yankees at this point, all they're doing is looking for walks. So they're not swinging the bat. You're probably <laughs> not getting the double play anyway. Glaber. Dinky pop up to center field. And then uh, we get the Mike Ford bases loaded walk four pitches. Pretty awesome. He was one of two people to have an RBI last night. And then Gary Sanchez, uh, while I kind of was rooting for him to just swing out of his shoes and send it out of the stadium uh, because you knew Chapman was coming in in the ninth and you kind of felt like he was going to shut it down because the Braves couldn't get anything going. Uh, swings out of his shoes, misses two pitches, and then pops one up to left field. So uh, can't be confident, once again, with, with the ability to hit with runners in scoring position. Frazier was called upon. He pinched hit for Gardner, so Boone was kind of being like, hey, man, like show us something here. You've been benched a few times. Time for you to maybe break out of the shell here. Nope. Glaber Torres, 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. I know Judge got that hit technically with a runner in scoring position, but Hicks did not score from second. Uh, he was held up at third. Um, and like you said, overall, one for eight runners in scoring position, seven runners left on base, two extra base hits, both of which were from Geo. Um, not an inspiring performance whatsoever, ex especially when the Braves go to A.J. Minter and Tyler Matzek, who aren't really good relievers. So I know they did the, the damage off Matzek, but it wasn't like it wasn't anything overly impressive because they continued to spoil opportunities. Alas, win six and ten, whatever. Alas, I mean, Tyler Matzik is throwing like 102. Like he's he is nasty. He's strange. But yeah, it's uh, you mentioned they, that Aaron Judge's single with first and second and no outs was the hit with runners in scoring yes. position in this game. Um, and good job, Aaron Judge moving the runners along. No, no problem there. But come on, guys. Bases Please. loaded. Bases loaded. No outs in a tie game in the eighth has the chance to be like a cathartic opening of the, you know, Indiana Jones when they open the crate and all the Nazis faces start melting off. Like hmm. you can go up seven, one and you could put a stamp on this game. 
Clint Frazier could rocket one into the gap and clear the bases. None of this happened. It bears repeating. You probably remember, because I do, I loved it. The Glaber Torres first inning grand slam against the Red Sox in 2019. Yeah. Maybe the last good series, a four-game sweep of Boston at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium that kind of ended their season. Including that, outside of that grand slam, Glaber is two for 25 with the bases loaded since the beginning of 2019. How is that even possible? And the Yankees have two of those guys. Aaron Hicks is something like four for 31 with the bases loaded. Pitchers are terrified when they face you with the bases loaded. It's like a baked-in situation where a pitcher is like, help me, help me. I got, I got, I'm going to throw you a fastball. I'm very terrified. And the Yankees are just like, all right, I'll, I'll pop it up. No problem. Glaber Torres, in this vacillates for me every day between like who is the biggest problem on the roster it goes between Glaber Hicks and Clint Frazier for me every single day. And though Frazier did nothing to earn his way out of the top spot in Tuesday's game, Glaber is still number one because if you look at his cold zones this year, it's it's just pitches in the middle of the plate and middle in. He's not touching pitches he's getting in the perfect position to get ripped. He's not touching them. He's tapping them. He's popping out. He's hit three homers in his last 220-something at-bats. There is something rotten with Glaber Torres' bat, and I don't know if it's just... So with Clint Frazier, it's like he you could explain it away by him being jerked in and out of the lineup yeah. repeatedly. Um, and I would buy that explanation. It's kind of crazy what's happening to him. With Aaron Hicks, he had a weird offseason. He had a new relationship this offseason. And he has had a tough start to the season because he mentally, you know, he took a day off for for mental health reasons. He's struggling to deal with a lot of the things going on in this country right now. That is extremely relatable. Um, But you can explain away Frazier and Hicks' struggles, I would say, in both, you know, Frazier's being yo-yoed and Hicks has a lot of off-field concerns. Torres, if playing shortstop is this deleterious to his mental health, then the Yankees cannot go forward with this plan. I I would agree. And don't forget, Hicks also had Tommy John surgery. I know it was a little while ago, but he said he didn't feel right all of 2020. And think about when athletes, you know, uh, I guess the best kind of comparison you can have is when someone tears their ACL in, in basketball or football. The next season is typically not great. And that, that serves as essentially a rehab season. And then the following season, you kind of start to get your bearing. So um, I'm not saying that Hicks has any excuse to be batting what? Uh nothing right now he's batting yeah, 160 no hit so zero zero yeah just can't he can't do anything at the play he got gifted with a four pitch walk uh last night when pinch hitting for mike talkman but um yeah you look at glaber and the only thing you can derive from this is that shortstop playing shortstop is weighing on him because there were no issues with him playing second base he was he's been swinging freely in this lineup with all these other good players around him um and I think the offseason commentary, Brian Cashman kind of drilling him. I don't know why the organization thought that was a good idea, by the way, like drilling into a 24 year old who was changing positions. Like, I understand people need to be held accountable at some point, but like publicly blasting him, like do it behind closed doors or like do it after do it during a press conference after he's had a bad game. Don't just like sound off during the offseason when he just had a good postseason too. like his defense somewhat locked down and he was a good offensive player. So Uh, don't know what's going on. Something is certainly rotten. I don't know what it is. I hope it turns around because hitting 182 with a 218 slugging through 16 games is dreadful. Yeah, maybe instead of like publicly taking him to task, they should have just subtweeted him. Like (laughs) set up a 
set up a tweet from the Yankees account that was like, love our infielders. And it's like DJ LeMayhew and Gio, like back to back, <laughs> shaking hands. I don't know. Anything, just something very petty. Maybe that would have helped. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, more on the Yankees semi-win and what to look for moving forward. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yankees. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's go Yard Podcast. So the Yankees made some shifts seismic-ish shifts in the lineup yesterday. We're going to talk about those in a second, but Thomas Carinante, I I do want to just get you on the record here because I I think you're right um, with regard to Glaber. Good in the field yesterday, terrible at the plate again. Have not seen the steps we need to see from him moving forward. You think he is not long for this roster, and I half agree. I think that he is the first one out if he does not turn it around by the All-Star break. So what say you? Yeah, I want him to be part of this roster. I hope he's part of this roster, but the in, the early indications are suggesting no. Once again, I understand it's a small sample size, but the Yankee time is not on the Yankee side. Never really is. Uh, the window, you'd think it's a lot more wide open than it is. It indeed is not. So um, Torres, if, look, at the end of the day, if he's not performing, changes are going to have to be made because you can't get rid of Stanton. Judge is playing out the rest of this rest of his arbitration years. LeMahieu staying put, Geo staying put, Voigt staying put. There's really no other moves to be made. And the biggest question mark is at shortstop. Shortstop, you need a good defender. You need somebody who's producing on either side of the field. And Glaber isn't really doing either one at a high level right now. I know we've seen flashes of his defense kind of come through, um, but. You know, we're back at square one with him making an errant throw or botching an easy grounder. So the organization is clearly just fed up, like I just alluded to before. If they're ma- if they're kind of shading him publicly during offseason press conferences, it, they're talking, they're trying to light a fire under him to see what he can do. Because in my opinion, if this continues, he's going to be gone at the deadline. And I don't I don't think that that's like me going overboard and like trying to stir the pot. Um, that's just what I foresee if the current situation continues. Uh, there will be demand for Glaber Torres. He's under club control, I think, through 2024. Uh, all of those are arbitration years. Um, Yankees were simply set with an unfortunate situation because you can't not bring back DJ LeMahieu and you can't not play him at second base because then it's a waste of a signing. Uh, he was the team MVP. He, the, the whole idea was that Glaber was going to be able to shift over to short and be that guy for the future. If not, I do not think it's crazy if the Yankees call up the Rockies and say, hey, look, we'll give you Glaber and another prospect. Take a look, see what you think. I don't know what it'll cost. Probably another, probably another uh, like top 10, probably outside the top five, maybe for Trevor Story, because Trevor Story is about to walk in free agency, he's not re-upping with that team. There's just no way after all the teardowns that they've done. Um, and giving him the qualifying offer uh, when the offseason rolls around and getting first-round pick compensation is simply not going to be enough for a team like Colorado. 
they should have traded Story a lot earlier, uh, especially because their diminishing return on Nolan Arenado after they held on to him for too long um, and kind of let the situation deteriorate uh, with the tension between him and the organization. The Rockies are going to have to strike. They're not making the playoffs this year. They're not going to watch another star player just leave and have them get nothing. Uh, so I think it's a real possibility. And then we're going to, we could potentially see a Rockies infield in, in the Bronx. Um, I don't think it's crazy. I don't really think it's, it's too hot of a take. Uh, the leash is, it's sad because Glaber's only 24 years old, but the leash cannot be much longer because they're not asking a whole lot from him. They're merely asking for him to kind of produce at the plate at a, at a decent clip, given all the talent he's surrounded uh, by and to just not, make us gasp every time there's a ground ball hit his way. And he's yet to turn that around ever since the start of 2020. <clears throat> yeah. We we've said it in the past. The Yankees got tricked into re-signing DJ LeMahieu because he was too good to let go. <laughs> like their plan was very clearly to move forward for the next five, six, seven years with Glaber at second and a high price uh, shortstop. And they were unable to do that because they uncovered a 330 hitting MVP on a two year deal that they were hoping would just be a bridge or a glue deal or, or like a great fifth infielder or something like that. Yeah. And they, they, you know, signed an icon. I think they always knew DJ LeMahieu was a winning piece, but I don't think they knew he was a starting second baseman yeah. ad infinitum forever. Um, and I'm glad they re-signed him and I'm glad they still have Glaber Torres under contract. But if, if he's going to be broken ish, you know, as a shortstop, then I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. Um, made a good play yesterday up the middle on a double play. Um, God, who knows? I, I don't know. So let's talk lineup changes real quick uh, because the team did make a few adjustments that uh, did they work? Uh, they won a game. I don't know. But Aaron Hicks out of the lineup, Clint Frazier out of the lineup. Both guys came back before the end of the game. So it's not like they were out of the lineup for more than, you know, not, not even a full game's worth. Aaron Hicks was trusted to lead off an inning after all of that. We, we were benching him. And we might bench him the next day, too, for mechanical adjustments. And, oh, wait, now he's back and he's leading off an inning, an inning in a tie game late. Cool. Cool benching. Cool benching alert. Fake, um, benching. fake benching. But Mike Ford played, uh, struck out, struck out with guys on, but then worked a four-pitch walk to get the third run of the game in. Mike Ford should be – Mike Ford is my starting first baseman until Luke Voigt returns. I don't need to see DJ LeMahieu at first base anymore. I don't really need to see Rugnet Odor unless somebody needs a breather. We give everybody a I was complaining about this history. We give everybody a breather that Rugnet Odor starts like every game for a week. Not coincidentally, all losses, essentially. Um, <laughs> finally got him on the bench yesterday. How do you feel about the lineup changes? It's tried to spark something. You know, you'll take the good karma of a victory, but I, it, there was no difference really being made there. No, um, I it, the three hole is going to eternally be a problem. Uh, it just is Gardner cannot hit in the three hole. Gardner is a number three hitter. Love Brett Gardner, but once again, a misplaced assignment from Aaron Boone. Um, I think that's, I think that's been a big reason for Hicks's struggles. He's be, he's being tasked with something that he's not. It's something he's not. It's just it's what we talked about this week and last week. The whole opener thing. Hey, do you want to open? No. Okay, great. You're opening then. It's like you're. It, not to say that Hicks is like, no, I don't want to bat third, but you could, it's, it's obvious Hicks is never, Hicks is not a three hitter. He doesn't profile as a three hitter. He's merely there to switch things up to give the pitchers a different look because the Yankees didn't know how to balance this lineup with left-handed hitters. Um, 
So that's going to be an eternal problem. I, I I think that he did need to be benched though because of his defense defensive issues. And I'm in support of Mike Talkman getting more playing time at this point. He's gotten the job done uh, when he's been called upon to uh, pinch run, um, and that's that says a lot to me. And he's a plus he's a plus defensive player. I know he's not a full time player, but he him and Aaron Judge I think uh, and Brett Gardner are the three positive defenders. Um, and on top of Aaron Hicks, kind of, if we, if we want to talk more about him, forget about the offense, forget about, I know that's been dreadful. The bigger issue that, that will, that will affect the game more for the Yankees is his defensive play negative D war player since the start of 2018, uh, negative 0.9. And he's been good for negative 17 defensive run saves over that, over that time period. Uh, Mike Talkman has been, pretty much the opposite not like he's been you know uh blowing the doors off everything but he's 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 certainly not uh he's not costing the team teams runs and i I, there's really no other way to slice it hicks's performance against the rays on sunday deserves punishment beyond just one day Uh, i'm not really an authoritarian but we've all played little league baseball we've all played high school baseball uh, there are consequences for not doing your job and appearing to be lackadaisical and being unable to make the routine plays and costing your team runs in a, in a game that you absolutely need to win. So um, I like the fact that it, it, it was th- this lineup. These lineup changes are more of a, a message sender. Uh, I did not like pinch hitting for Talkman uh, in that situation, even though it did get the Yankees a leadoff walk. I do support pinch hitting for Gardner there because Frazier does need to show us something and Gardner was 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Um, and I will forever support Mike Ford playing first base until Luke Voigt comes back. I know we were kind of down on all of the Yankees uh, bench players, namely Ford and Talkman uh, after the 2020 season. But if we're going to talk about getting back to square one here, continuity is the best thing. I want a real first baseman at first base. I want guys in the outfield who will play fundamentally sound defense and not make careless mistakes. And look, Talkman might be batting 111, but he got two at bats last night and he and he and he actually put the ball in play, which which is what I want to see. He had a, he had a, a grounder to second, not really impressive, but he shot one out to center field. Um, and that's with extremely limited playing time this year. So if you can get him on the field more, maybe the bat comes around a little bit. I know he's not going to be what he was in, in 2019, uh, but he's also definitely not going to be what he was in 2020, uh, somewhere in between. Um, and once again, I know this, these lineups changed didn't do anything, but maybe it, it sent a message at best. They, we, we will see on this stretch of games uh, coming up where the Yankees don't have off until May 3rd. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, let's let's run this team. Let's run this hot team into the ground. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Ford and Talkman last year, and I maybe never will, but I oh. still have more faith in them than I do in the replacements who we, you know, imbued with responsibility these last couple of weeks. Talkman looks like a different player this year than he did last year. He was missing 92 mile an hour center cut fastballs which is a little something we like to call baseball labor style, but we're giving Mike Talkman another chance. He deserves it. Uh, certainly over Hicks, who could use more than a day off, like you said. Ford is a first baseman. Let him play first base. He's raking at the alternate site. I might have enjoyed a Chris Gittens spark, yeah. but you know what? I'll take Ford, too. Um, I'll take anything but what we were given, so I'm glad that the Yankees experimented on Tuesday. Wednesday night, Ian Anderson, who buzzsawed us in his MLB debut last year, but has struggled this year. 
and isn't Charlie Morton, maybe the Yanks have a chance. Maybe they get five innings out of Corey Kluber. Not holding my breath, but it'd be nice. That's it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Good to do a podcast coming off a win. Feels like something. Maybe we'll get a win where we actually hit with the in scoring position. Next time, we'll get to do an even more electric podcast. That'd be great. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We can answer that for you. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Please, in the meantime, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got plenty of content there for you. And talk to us uh, all day, but specifically during game days um, on the Yanks Go Yard official Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Uh, and everyone, all I could say is that I hope this Pizza Friday is a little bit happier than the last couple. Uh, and that, that'll be the next time we're talking to you. So good vibes until then, folks. We'll see you. Yeah, the last couple. It's been two bad Pizza Fridays in a row. Maybe three? No, I guess, yeah, almost three. All right, well, stick around. Enjoy this one. We'll see you Friday. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? The average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know? Your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know? A falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.